What's up, guys? Welcome back to Spice After Dark, your weekly intake of semi-drunk sports and world takes. I'm your host, Brendan Merkel, here with my in-between jobs co-host, Jacob Benson. Today, we got a great show for you guys, starting off with some current events, but in the form of biggest owns and dubs of the last week. Then we got some NBA talk with player news and recaps, followed by some MLB tidbits, you know, dingers and sticky stuff. Uh, then top off sports with some NFL predictions, maybe some surprising picks as our winners and losers of each division for the upcoming season. Uh, then Jacob and I will end with a segment on what we would do or buy if we won the lottery. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good show. So uh, stay tuned. Going to be a good one. Let's do it. Jacob, how's it going? How are you? What are we drinking tonight? We're gonna get this show on the road. B Merck, my friend, my brother. I am drinking some Coors Banquet, and it's the one. It's in the bottles that look like they're in the metal, like the medicine <laughs> from the old west. Looks like a potion. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a healing potion uh, for my depression. So, um, <laughs> is it? Working? I'm excited. So actually, so my dad bought like a six pack of these. And used one of them to, uh, like, because we did, like, French dip sandwiches. They were bomb. Ooh. Yeah. So, we threw one of those in the pressure cooker. And then I just had a couple. And I wasn't – I didn't exactly ask. So, I was like, you know what? I drank a lot more than I should have. So, I just went to Walmart today, bought another pack, replaced the ones I drank, and here we are. So, life is good. And I'm back with my babies. What are you doing Always, always a safe bet. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm not drinking Pepto-Bismol like you are, but uh, – I, I poured myself a Founders IPA. It's very average, but got it got it as a gift for uh, graduating college, and I hadn't opened it yet. So I was like, you know what? I'll I'll dust it off. I mean, oh. Beers beers don't go bad in in two months. So did you at least refrigerate it? Oh, of course. It's been okay. sitting in my basement fridge for two months now. I I, I saw it. I was like, you know what? I'll give it the benefit of the doubt and try it. And it's extremely average. So, um, but that's all right. We don't judge. We don't judge beers in this, in either of our households because, you know, just at the IPAs. end of the day, just maybe some IPAs. Because uh, they're meant to suck. That is not true, but they are an acquired taste. Maybe someday you'll, uh, you'll catch up. Okay, maybe. All right, but Brandon, let's go ahead and get to our biggest owns and dubs of the week. First of all, so this just broke news today. I'm going to go ahead and start off with one of my owns because, like, I'm going to try to not make this funny, but the situation is. So, right now, to me, the biggest own of society, Bill Cosby got released from prison today. No. No, dude. Everyone's got to be on lockdown right now. I know. I know. God, God bless our brethren in Philadelphia for staying strong right now, but. uh, Uh, He's in Philly? Yeah, or he's – I don't know where his jail was. Probably somewhere in upstate Pennsylvania. But, yeah, dude, he's from Philly. Wow. Watch out, Philadelphia. Yeah, haven't you watched Little Bill? Not for a century. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's where it's <laughs> yeah. So that is my biggest own of the week, I guess, of today even. 
So mm-hmm. I just, I, we needed to start off with that because that was breaking news for a lot of reasons. Yeah. yeah so um, my biggest own, I will just throw this one out here real quick because um, it was very recent. So the Cubs today, they scored seven runs in the first inning. Chicago Cubs were playing the Milwaukee Brewers. So uh, in, in conference play or in divisional play. Um, and then they ended up losing 15 to seven. So that's a huge own after starting out the hottest you can start in the first inning. Um, literally a football score, 15 to seven. So huge own by the Cubs. But the, the, an actual own that I writ, wrote down for this past week because I'm keeping everybody updated on the anything that happens with uh, Ben Shapiro, right? So he got owned again. Somebody took a clip of him speaking and slowed it down, and it sounded like a drunk frat dude. He like, actually – there was a while ago where he said on Twitter or some kind of interview, like he was just making a joke about his own podcast. He's like, yeah, if you go to Apple Music or Apple Podcasts and you uh, do just half speed on my show, I sound drunk. I sound drunk. It's hilarious. And I'm just dude, like, oh, I'm not. He sounds that like that, like that Takes one dude. Sounds like that one dude you knew from like your like business fraternity that would just like not shut the hell up about stocks. We like, knew a kid like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So like you're out at a bar, you know, you run into this like this smoke, you know. You're trying to get the night started. Buy her a drink. Who do you run into at the bar counter? Drunk stock guy, Ben Shapiro, dude. Last person you want to see out. Uh, you know the conversation's going to at least last like 15 to 20 minutes. About the, about the stock market and finances. Yes. I actually Just had nothing I, you want to talk about. I had that happen, except that smoke was my girlfriend. We were at a bar like right after graduation, and literally the guy I'm talking about like found us. Well, let, me, let me clarify when I said smoke. I'm talking about like you were talking to somebody else, and this guy came in and ruined your night talking uh, to the smoke. I wasn't saying like well, this I guy's mean, a smoke. My night was half ruined. Okay. By the conversation. So <laughs> No, I mean I think Ben Shapiro slowed down though is it's arguably worse than regular because really? it just takes longer to get through him. Does he sound smarter? Nope. No, oh. he does not. But I mean, eh, he doesn't sound a whole lot smart when he's you know, ranting as fast as he does. So maybe it's a it's a step in a better direction. I don't know. All yeah, right. What, so Brennan do doesn't like uh, Brennan doesn't like Ben Shapiro, but I also do have oh, another no. big on on society. Uh, coronavirus Delta variant. Is it mm. spreading in the U.S.? Yes, it is. So um, yeah, looks like we might be masked up again, even if we're vaxxed, which kind of freaking sucks because like I got it the first time and it was whatever. But uh, yeah, dude, I'm not a big fan of this thing anymore. <laughs> I mean, I never was, but. <laughs> Like I, I thought like we were we all done with it. You know? I know we just saw the light at the end of the tunnel. Now we got like it's like incest cousin, like half breed that's coming out to mess us all up again. And Can you say incest cousin? I don't know, brother. I just heard <laughs> product of incest. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I, I did product of incest. I, I was reading somewhere that you know symptoms are still mild for people who who get the Delta variant. At least like for those that have gotten it and are previously vaccinated the symptoms have been mild and the vaccine still works in the reason it's supposed to which is you know not you know the long-term effects are still on like people aren't sure about that but short term it's it's doing its job people aren't getting the severe symptoms or anything what if they made up the variant to get more people vaccinated 
Well, like, why did they have to name it the Delta variant? It's, that sounds like a transformer, dude. That sounds <laughs> horrifying. They couldn't have named it just something more sciencey or just like, I don't know, Delta variant. It just COVID sounds 20. scary. Yeah, there we go. That's all you need. COVID 19B. I don't know. Tell that COVID shit to bring the other 18. I'm built different. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, that was my, another, my next round. So let's, let's just move on because I'm embarrassing myself <laughs> on national television. Yeah. Before we get to any dubs, um, Actually, I got, I got two more owns. So one of them we are going to talk about anyway, and that's NC State college baseball getting booted from the College World Series because did somebody test positive or they just weren't vaccinated? So, no, no. I somebody they, yep, they tested, somebody tested yeah, positive. They tested one unvaccinated person. He was positive, but then yep. all the the only other players to test positive were vaccinated players. Well, they were saying how. Because they know, tested everybody after that. None of them were vaccinated. That they, I don't think a lot of them were vaccinated. No, most of them were. Oh, they were. Yeah. So what? Why did they? Why did they boot them then? Okay, me, man. It's a deep state, man. No, I don't. Well, I, have, I have no clue why, but I just know that like that was the most unfair thing to ever happen to a team. Yeah. So I did some research. Uh, com- Vanderbilt, uh, they require everyone to get vaccinated. NC State doesn't. So I think a lot of teams that are currently in the College World Series are probably running under the same, you know, under the regulation of requiring vaccinations for their players just so this doesn't happen. So I think NC State was definitely outed. Um, but the, the own part of it that I was going to say was obviously it's an own on NC State's part. Um, but the NCAA, they posted like a brag of their crowd size saying that there was like 22,000 people in attendance with the pick of the monster crowd all sitting next to each other, no mask in sight, like days after NC State was kicked because of the – and there is no doubt in my mind that half of this like crowd of people are probably not vaccinated. You know, kids, you got kids in there. So it's like it's so hypocritical. NCAA, they just can never do shit right, man. It's pretty crazy. I mean, their PR team, you know, read read the room. Yeah, exactly. Um, like they're like the they're the drunk stock bar guy, you know. Yeah, they the just won't. We're not friends. Like, stop trying. So. Absolutely, I know. I I just feel bad for NC State, man. I hope they get their the justice that they deserve as a baseball organization because that's just like Vanderbilt and Texas were the two most hated teams in the CWS this year. Like that is a straight up fact. And, well, you and uh, I recently endorsed NC State. We were we were correct. big time on their bandwagon. Yeah, we were on their bandwagon, and then um, you know I actually saw a surprising amount of people from Mississippi up here from Miss State. And I yeah, we were on the reverse region, bandwagon yeah. for yeah, Mississippi the, State. Yeah, we were on the reverse bandwagon for them. Which is that just rooting for the underdogs? Like, what do you? <laughs> That's call just that? rooting for them to lose. Or rooting for um, them to lose. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, after they beat Virginia, I was just like, yeah, I could, I could, you know. I could root for these people, especially after NC State lost. It's like, yeah, because, you know, at that point, really, your choices are Texas or Vandy. Yeah, I guess I would choose Vanderbilt. Jay Cutler is rooting for Vanderbilt, so, you know what? Come on. I'm a, I'm a Cutler stand, so, know, you know. You are, you are. All right, so, do you got any more owns, or can I throw this one out here for you? Because I don't know if you saw this, but so Roger Goodell, he's putting – he did. He put his own chair – from the 2020-21 drafts 
in Canton's fo- football hall of fame. He put the chair. Remember what the chair that they had on the on the um, the stage for the draft, where like they took up a they brought up a fan to sit down into the seat while he read off the whoever they drafted. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, and then it was also the same seat that he like did the whole 2020 draft from in his basement um, during quarantine. So he put that chair into the football hall of fame. Roger Goodell's. <laughs> what an asshat, dude. I, I literally, like, I can't believe the absence of just any – that dude doesn't know how to read a room either, dude. His cognitive no, he's dissonance literally is literally, like, the same as those Silicon Valley people. Like, he's just – he's not a person. Very, very good comparison right there. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm down to switch over to some more, uh, some positive stuff, some dubs, if you might. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually do have one. So Bur- Bo Burnham's inside. Um, so the new kind of stand-up special that he put on Netflix recently. Um, I'm seeing it all over social media. Like it came out a month ago, mm-hmm. but I'm so happy that it'll like finally like everybody else is starting to see it. It's wonderful because now I can like talk about it with other people. And like I've seen it blow up all over online. I'm like, I can relate to this. I can relate to this. I watch this. And then, yeah, so that's just one of my biggest dubs right now. Yeah. Bo Burnham is a beast. Um, it was the most, one of the most depressing things I've ever watched. Um, made me want to v- cry and curl up into a ball a lot. The existential dread was like seeping over me while watching it. But other than that, the songs are pretty catchy. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. And that's what I'm talking about, too. Like, I've been just hearing them all over the place. It's like, this is fun. Yeah. Quick, quick shout out to another musical artist, the Tyler, the creator album dropped. Yes, absolutely. Banged, banged hard. Bro, that album is a vibe. I literally listened to that. It was cloudy outside. I wish I listened to a uh, sweet and I thought you wanted to dance probably five times on Saturday alone. <laughs> it, was, was like, uh, it was refreshing like, to hear him start rapping again. I missed that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I got a, I got a few things. So an actual dub for the NCAA is that they're just today their board of directors approved the like long awaited policy that will now allow athletes to profit from their name, image and likeness. Um, you know, like just, I think like last week uh, they passed like the Supreme court completely voted against the NCAA. We talked about that. How like, you know, even Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh is like, yeah, the NCAA sucks. So that's when you know. But um, oh, yeah. it literally, it is so popular to hate the NCAA right now. Anybody can do it and still be like, yeah, we're all on the same side here. We're unified. Yeah. So they're still like athletes are still not explicitly allowed to like accept pay for play, you know, like schools offering them money to play there. But now they're allowed to brand themselves. Like I already saw Jordan Bohannon drop merch puke from Iowa. Ugh. You know, it's cool to see the first wave coming in. I'm sure not – it won't be, like, too long before we see, like, the Adrian Martinez runza in every runza near you type yeah, of Yeah, where he wakes up on a couch at SAE and it's just like, oh, time to go get my morning runza after, after last night, and then we'll see that in commercial or magazines. The Lexi Sun, like, Starbucks She's drink. not – is she still – Yeah, she's coming back. She's coming back? Oh, wow. Yeah, so I think she probably knew that this, you know – um, image likeness thing was potentially going to pass because she is going to be able to get so many like endorsements and shit. She and Lauren Severance and hell, probably even um, um, John and Blame Nikki. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you're talking about. Yeah, 
We'll just say Nikki. I can't remember her last name right now. And I literally worked with the team for a year. Gosh, I'm so bad. All Unreal. Right. I know. All right. Was that all the dubs that we had? Uh, did you even say one? Yeah. No, so I got some more. Oh, yeah, I got it. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll try and make them quick because my co-host here only prepared a single one. But uh, another dub I got was that Jonathan Taze, Blackhawks captain, uh, took off over a year from hockey. Didn't tell anyone why. A lot of people thought he had, like, some chronic illness or something. But, you know, he just announced today that he is going to come back to the world of hockey. Um, he was one of the centerpieces for the Blackhawks, like three uh, Stanley, Stanley Cup wins in the 2010s. So, no, I'm, I'm happy, happy to see him back. Uh, there's still kind of a pretty messed up uh, – like sex abuse scandal going on in the Blackhawks uh, organization. So that's a little shady, but which is kind of weird uh, timing that he announces his return. Um, but, you know, I'm happy for him anyways. Uh, he, he's, he's a beast. Oh, captain, Absolutely. my captain. Oh, captain, my captain. I will drink to that, my friend too. And then I got one more. And this one is a fiery one. Hot boy, fit boy summer is here. The New York Times released a story with the headline, Kim Jong-un lost weight. No one knows why or how. Didn't he almost well, die like a year ago? Yeah, and he, it's, we're back. He's back. And I'll tell you why. Dude wants to get laid. He wants, he wants this hot boy summer all for himself. Uh, now he's just got to change up the hair and the wardrobe, but then it'll be a South Korean bachelor. This isn't an endorsement. By the way, but yeah, you love Kim Jong Un though. Our, but, uh, our our summers here. Yeah, I actually did see something about how North Korea is. Men are only allowed to have four. There's four different hairstyles they can choose from, and they're literally oh. arrested if they have a single other hairstyle. It's not that. That's and, actually uh, so funny. That's I honestly know. just like a funny thing. I know. I was just like, what the hell? Oh, and then there was something else too that like. God, I wish I could remember, but there was some sign of, like, disrespect, um, even if you, like, didn't even know you were doing it, but, like, they would, like, literally publicly execute you for it, and, like, literally, uh, Kim Jong-un executed one of his generals using an anti-aircraft gun. Oh, my God. Shot. It's like a ray gun? Just obliterated him? Yeah. That's hilarious. For what? Uh, having, like, the the condemned haircut he was rocking a fade he probably and... just like got sick and oh no he fell asleep during one of kim jong-un's speeches that's what happened he sneezed and his gun his gum flew out his mouth onto the sidewalk and <laughs> he was just obliterated for it literally um, bro but yeah but speaking of uh just crazy power hungry people one last uh own that i just remembered um actually i didn't write it down but this was just something i saw was did you see jeff bezos his spaceship that he's like launching into space. Oh, like is he competing with Elon Musk right now? Pretty much. He's just running his own type of SpaceX thing, but they showed the rocket, if you want to call it, I think. It would be literally, a rocket, yeah. Literally looked like a penis. Like Full, uh from had a tip and everything. Me. Yeah, from like the how I met your mother when Ted Mosby like makes the penis-shaped building or whatever and but yeah, he just made a huge Huge uh, dick missile, pretty much. I mean, he genuinely looks like one, so I'm not. I can't say I'm too surprised, but he must be overcompensating for something. So 
Yeah, I really wish we can see, or I hope we can see some like spy who shag, like Austin Powers spy who shagged me remarks at it when it's like up in the air. Finally, they're like, "Whoa, look at that!" And it's just a penis in you window, and it cuts to a different person. I thought you were gonna say, "I really hope we can see Jeff Bezos' penis." I thought no, you were gonna say, "I that. was saying he looks like one." <laughs> he does. You're right. He does. He does. He does. All right, <laughs> shall we get to some uh, some basketball, there, brother? Let's do it. Absolutely. So, Brennan, we got four teams left it's that, all come down to this baby it's all come down to this baby tonight we got the suns and the clippers uh so real mm-hmm. quick yeah brennan what have been your favorite parts about this series so far well this this has been one of the craziest series because we i think at the start of it we went from like oh Kawhi's out this whole suns and four thing like it might happen again yeah, and they they took the first two games. Um, game one was a blowout. Game two was the Valley Oop, so that was like a last second shot. Um, then the Clippers they took game three, and then the Suns Suns were up three one. Now they lost the last game, and they've got two left to get the job done. But I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, no win other than week one or game one for the Suns has been like a like a hefty one, you know, it, yeah. none of the other ones have been like, Oh, I feel great about that. Paul George playing out of his mind. CP three hasn't, I don't know, dude. I, I really think it's going to be hard. Cause I don't think the Suns have lost like three games in a row this whole season. So no, they would and, have to. Yeah. And tonight could be there. Like tonight the Clipper season could be over. You know what I mean? Like it's game six. I don't, um, you know, Suns have clearly showed that they're a clutch team this season. I think they can pull it out. They're clearly not, stressed about playoffs or not choke artists right now from at least what we've seen even if they lose tonight they still got another one still make it happen i'm rooting for the sun still as are you because we're in this together and i'm still yep. on my promise to buy a signed devin booker jersey signed they, okay should they win the championship or the finals i will buy a devin booker jersey i, I might i might still uh if they win the championship, I might still look into getting a campaign one uh, just because he's been a beast. I'm Absolutely. actually – I'm writing a, a little profile piece, doing a little freelance work on my boy campaign. Oh, yeah. So, everybody, stay tuned. See what your boy's cooking up. Ooh. But um, I'll just say right now, though, tonight, the Clippers, they pretty much have nothing to lose tonight. That's going to be their mindset. And then if they can somehow get it to a game seven – then it's just like then you look at that game with the mindset as this is just in any other game. You know what I mean? Now yeah. the the stakes are even. It's not like the Suns like have two games to lose. If they lose this one, then it's completely equal playing field. So if the Clippers can somehow pull tonight off just with being desperate and being like the team that they've been the past like two games, honestly, I think uh, I think the Suns are going to be sweating, man. Yeah. They need tonight. They need everybody to click tonight in order for me to feel like, okay, that's a little bit better. But And this has nothing to do with the players themselves. I'm just saying that if the Clippers can stop the momentum of the Suns, I think that they're going to be able to take the series. But I agree. I, I think literally tonight it's all up to the Suns. If they can win tonight, or if they lose tonight, I'm going to guess that the Clippers probably are going to be more successful. Yeah, so should we, uh, should we look at the other side, the Eastern Conference? Absolutely. So we got the Bucks and the Hawks. It's still fun to hate Trey Young, by the way. And I've been seeing more slander about him now more than ever, and it's just been amazing. I, I hate that I love him, you know? Exactly. No, he's, we love to hate him, right? We love to hate him, but we 
also I hate that I love him, you know, yeah. at the same time. <laughs> but no, I, it, this this series has just taken like a turn for the worst for both teams. Exactly, because um, we got Giannis injured now. Yep. Trey Young was also injured. I think they're both questionable for game five. Yeah. Giannis's, uh, his knee looked like it got kind of hyperextended. Yeah, um, on that alley-oop. But I don't think um, – I don't think they – it came out that it, it, there wasn't any like structural damage or anything. So it wasn't super good. serious. So that's good. I, I would have been so sad, dude. There's been just way too many injuries in this playoff, mm-hmm. um, in this entire playoff. So uh, it would suck real hard if we had any more, but no, no one wants to see, see like the Hawks or the Bucks play with out their MVP. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I was just about to ask you, do you think the Bucks can survive without Giannis for the game? No, no chance. I mean, we just saw last night he played like he played like half the game. I, he played like 24 minutes or something. And once he was out, they just completely lost steam. The Hawks just jumped all over him. And that was without Trey Young. That was with their role players pretty much. Right. So it, if they can't get the job done without Giannis against a team that's without Trey Young, I, I, there's no way like if Trey Young comes back this next game, it's going to be hard to see the Bucks. I just don't see it happening, but I don't know, dude. I've been counting out the Bucks a lot. You know this, yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not gonna root against them because I actually like them. They're, you know, Milwaukee. They're close. Um, I hate the Packers, but the Bucks I can tolerate a little bit because they're a good story, you know. Yeah. Um. So I, I though I would, I think at this point I've kind of talked myself into a Trey Young in the finals against the Suns. I it would just it kind of turns me on thinking about it. So absolutely. Um, and one thing I was just about to say too, if the Bucks don't get Giannis back, I don't think they're going to the finals. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think they can because series is tied two two right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, yeah, I don't see them being able to pull out. I would be surprised after what they looked like last night without Giannis. Well, I'd be surprised if they could happened. pull out a single win without him. For sure, that was also during the game. You know, I mean, it, like changes sure, in game like that, yeah. they're really hard to bounce back from. But like, I kind of, I am interested to see how they'd go going forward without him. So if they could plan without having him for a game, I want to see how they'd be, be able to perform then. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I, like we saw the the Hawks, they had an incredible game plan for without Trey Young, and that worked very well. So I, I, I mean. You know, you got Bud, he's the coach of the um, Bucks, and he's been getting a lot of heat lately on social media just because people say he, he looks like the type of guy that loses all of his money at a casino. Um, every time they show him, he's just got like a bewildered look to his face. But, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. It, it, it definitely, when all these injuries start happening, it comes down to the coaches. Like, yeah, how they can bounce back and actually game plan without their stars. Mm-hmm. And kind of depending how tonight goes, I'm going to make my predictions for the actual finals right now. I'm going to make okay. that prediction to be the Suns, and I want the Hawks. And I am genuinely excited to see this matchup happen. Yeah, and I, I won't get too far into predictions right now. but I'm just if, saying that's uh, my preliminary prediction. No, and I agree. I actually agree. Um, unless somehow Giannis is able to play game five, it changes things for me. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, if that matchup were to happen in the finals, um, I don't know if I even see the Hawks or anyone 
being able to pull out like two wins against these uh, the Suns. I just think either of the Eastern teams are very outmatched against the Phoenix Suns. So that's fair. That's fair. All right, Brennan, let's get to the Dame trade. Oh yeah. So this uh, it's been happening recently. Um, and earlier this week, his agent apparently leaked that he wanted out and wanted to be traded somewhere where he can, in quotes, win big. So he wanted to go to a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, within the last day or two, Dame came out and said he actually doesn't want to go anywhere. So who going to say Portland's his team. <laughs> I know. And, and he always is talking about, you know, how he loves the loyal fans of Portland. Um, so, honestly, I would respect it if he stayed there. But, dude, they got to build something around him. C.J. McCollum is not cutting it. Right. So. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Because, dude, I remember back in, like, oh, God, what was it, 2012 or 2013, you know, when Dan was a rookie, goes straight to Portland. The fact that he's been there that long, like, we've never really seen him have any actual issues with Portland management or anything like that, at least that have been brought to light. Yeah. And he is – that is a player, especially from an organization's perspective, that is the ideal player. Somebody who's going to, like, be able to be the face of the team, be able to work with management, and be able to, like, be your star player. I love And be him, able to bro. keep fan engagement and all that stuff, too, for this a dude, consistent amount of time, which is what he's been able to do. So, honestly, I think he's not going anywhere. This dude's a top three top two point guard Absolutely. in the NBA. Yeah. And he is – dude is releasing rap albums on the side. He's awesome. So it's like I saw somewhere where – well, so I think the, the Blazers have already announced that they're hiring Chauncey Billups, um, an old NBA player. Uh, actually, not even that old, but – From the 90s. From the nah, – fr- from early 2000s-ish. But they're, they hired – Mr. Big Shot as their uh, as their head coach, and apparently he was was one of the guys that Damian Lillard had like he he didn't recommend at all. Like they let him have a say in some of the options, and apparently Chauncey Billups was not that guy for Dame. Really? So, yeah, and so that's uh, a little bit concerning when you think about you know how a lot of these players, these star players nowadays are have able so to kind of dictate, yeah, have so much, you know, power in their uh, organization where when it comes to coaching hires and stuff. So Leeway, them, it's kind of like Deshaun Watson, you know, how yeah. post before or pre before uh, all those allegations came out, the big story was like, oh, are they going to let him have a choosing? And uh, so, yeah, they pretty much didn't do that for Dame. So, yeah. I don't know. That's not promising. I think him saying that he doesn't plan on going anywhere is kind of just him trying to let it, you know, blow over so he's not like the hot topic right now because i i don't see dame being like that you know dramatic sort of guy um but no it'll be super interesting i i could see him as a as a really good fit on a lot of teams absolutely like he is a clutch point guard dude and he has one of the better three-point percentages in the league as well oh and his range is insane exactly i think he can fit in with almost any system that's in the nba currently i agree i agree Let's get to Schroeder. Yep. So this, speaking of good point guards, uh, this guy's not one of them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it, this was a hot news story today. Um, 
Los Angeles Lakers point guard Dennis Schroeder came out and said that he wants the Schwer- – what did you say? I said from Germany. Oh, yeah. So, so he says he wants no less than 100 to $120 million for his next contract. Um, so he pretty much wants to be paid like a star point guard in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was kind of reading into it, and right now there are only 11 point guards in the league that meet the threshold of $30 million for the season, which is what he is wanting to make. Um, 30 million per year mm-hmm. and all of whom but one which is jamal murray have made all an all-star all nba team in the last five years and i mean jamal murray is was putting up all-star caliber uh numbers so and dennis schroeder hasn't even like sniffed an all-star appearance so he's had a couple of good season on seasons on the thunder um you know his uh his assist totals and or his assist totals went up because he's on the Lakers and he's on LeBron's team, but yeah. everything else went down. Um, I mean, it, this was a dude in Game Five in the they got kicked, they got knocked out of the playoffs first round in Game Five against the Suns. This dude straight up scored zero points in twenty six minutes. Like that's really bad. Like when you when you need like that one or two guy to step up when your star player AD is out, and and he plays like that, like that is not going to help you by any means i mean that's also recency bias you know what i mean like that's all people are going to remember but at the same time if you go back and look at his stats on the lakers this year compared to you know on okc i mean maybe you got to take into account some factors but dude was not playing for uh that much money you know i think he'll be lucky if he gets like 20 mil that because yeah that 100 120 and that's what like what over four years yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know so exactly, but probably like a four-year deal, yep. Yeah, so that, I mean, that is just, especially when you know how you've been performing. You know what the stats are. You have access to that. And you're expecting that much for what that's barely mediocre. Like, I'm barely. not saying I could. He's probably, he's, he's, he's better than, I would say, the average point guard. But he's probably around that, like, 13, 14 range. Yeah. You know, so it's like, are you willing to pay like a top eight sort of like average pay in the NBA for this caliber of a player? Absolutely not. Right. And all I'll say is if he's expecting that much, he's not changing his mind. He's going to have to wait a long time before he gets signed to another team. Yeah. And I think he really wants to get back with the Lakers. Yeah. So I, I, I eventually I see him. Um he's probably going to back down and accept whatever they end up giving him. Is he going to be um, in the new Space Jam movie? I doubt it, dude. There's no way LeBron's letting him in that shit. <laughs> but speaking of contracts, this has nothing to do with Schroeder or the NBA. Did you see uh, Messi's contract that expired today? I did not see it. It was, oh, dude, what was the number? I want to say it was like four years, like, $674 million over four years. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Dude, four years. That's more than Patrick Mahomes made. That's more than he makes over the course of, like, 15 years. Yeah, I was going to say, because his was, like, 500 mil for, I think, 10. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. That is crazy. How do soccer players – okay, I guess it is, like, the Well, because they're the most famous people in the yeah, world. exactly. I saw something where – they somebody asked like 
a bunch of like people in India, like sports fans or whatever. They asked them if they knew who Patrick Mahomes was. Ninety-five percent said no. Fifty percent knew people. who Stephen Stephen Curry was. Not Stephen. Fifty percent, and almost like I don't remember the number, but everyone, almost everyone knew who Lionel Messi is. So yeah. it well, is crazy how much reach you know soccer has uh, internationally. Sure. So it, it makes sense for the money. For sure, because at least our version of football. So the reason they wouldn't know any of our NFL athletes unless they're like doing commercials like around the world if they needed like a side gig. The only way, yeah, and that's the only way they would know them because that's literally that's our thing. Like that's and also NFL games come on at like three a.m. There, that too, that too. But soccer, see, that's something that every country watches. I mean, I personally don't. I know you kind of do, kind of don't. But uh, I love a good soccer here and there. Yeah, Uh, here and there. Messi, Messi's my goat, so I'll always kind of follow him. I think um, you just have a personal. I think you just have a personal crush on him. I do. I, I had his Argentina jersey when I was growing up. Uh, it was the only jersey I owned for like eight years. So I bought, uh, I bought an AliExpress version of it when I was overseas in Europe for like, I got it for literally $8. It was the crappiest thing I've ever had. It was too small to like, okay. So first of all, which jersey of his, uh, FC Barcelona. Oh, okay. And, um, first of all, a large in Europe is not the same as here. <laughs> it, it fits like a dog. It fits like it a Labrador. Like a, it was like a training bra, dude. Like that's really <laughs> what it felt like I was wearing. Oh my or a god! A really, really, really tight shirt, and I was just like, I feel kind of. You know, I was a bigger high schooler too, so obviously I probably shouldn't have even gotten a large. So that's all they had, and I was like, you know what? I could use a soccer jersey, and then I put it on. I was like, this is not the right thing for me. And I think I ended up selling it or make it, like I had my mom make a quilt out of it or something, but. Yeah, that's crazy shit, dude. Hell yeah. All right, well, that uh, that's all I had to rant about for Dennis Schroeder. Um, it's that's hard cool. to talk about a guy at the level of play as Damian Lillard in the same conversation as it really Dennis is. Schroeder when we're talking about, you know, money and, and play. So it's like... Especially when one of them wants to be paid pretty much the same as the other for a much yep. less value. And there, and there is a vast difference between the two um but yeah so that that concludes our uh basketball nba segment jacob should we uh absolutely let's get some mlb all right brian i know you have a few kind words to say about shohei otani he is he's an angel in more ways he he literally is an angel in in more ways than in in more ways than one but uh no hot take shohei otani on a roster with mike trout is the best player on the team right now. Yeah. I, I that's agree. Coming from a I guy agree who thinks, that's coming from a guy who thinks Mike Trout is easily top five player of all time. Yeah, absolutely. I think Shohei Otani is – he is incredible, dude. Yeah. The first pitcher to make a, uh, a home run derby ever. Well, that's I think, I think we, 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 list, we listed off – his stats last week. He mm-hmm. was on a crazy tear, but since then he's played home another. Runs. Right now, it's yep. in the thirties, wasn't it? Well, he right now. Um, let me look up the actual amount because I think it was seventeen last week when we checked. Well, he has more than that now. Um, right, but he went on a tear. Let me, well, what let me I, see. What I also was going to say is, I, I kind of, I know. Oh, he is. Playing. He's in first. Okay, twenty-eight. Is wow. it the Okay. Wow. 
because I know for a fact that any player can have just a killer season and just absolutely crush it out there in the field, right? But I just want to see how he's going to do, especially if we're going to compare him to Mike Trout. Let's at least see how the next couple of years go. Like, what's his near future looking like? Can he keep up the consistency? Can he keep making home runs as a pitcher? Can he do all the stuff that like we're expecting him to do? Well, that is going to be what I will expect. Here is the thing that you just said was as a pitcher. This dude a few days ago pitched six innings and had nine strikeouts, and then the next five days hit four home runs. That's crazy. Okay. That so is like one of – well, I mean, no, I still – I would not say um, Shohei Otani is in that caliber of, you know, Mike Trout all-time list yet. But it, it, it's just the skill set and the type of player he is, it is unlike anything I've ever seen. So I don't even know what to compare it to at this point. That it's just like if he keeps up even anything like this, he's obviously not going to go on this tear of a – home run bender as he's going on right now but like it is just insane i mean we all i agree. love him i love we him. all agree that we just I mean, he's he's impossible to hate no dude he's I become a, america's well, sweetheart and exactly. he's a, he's not american <laughs> i'm a royals fan and i am adoring this man and i i genuinely wish he, he has nothing to do i guess has a little bit to do with you i guess in the same i mean it's um, just you know anybody that says they're a fan of the team obviously they're going to kind of like shun out other players from other teams unless they're playing for that organization but honestly i just want the best for this man and he's just a, he's a cool dude i'd have hey, we're we're men we're men involved in sports media we're not, we can't do that yeah, exactly. we got to be open <laughs> but no he, he's awesome um another player that is just on an absolute tear right now is Kyle somebody that yep warber schwarbo somebody who i hold near and dear to my heart yeah. uh kyle schwarber uh, ex-cub i miss him so much but he is mr nat himself um best leadoff hitter of all time perhaps <laughs> no. But uh, 16 home runs. home runs yesterday too, didn't he? I know. He's got 16 in 18 games. Um, he hit 12 in 10 games, which tied like a, a record that was standing since like 1995. Wow. Um, the dude has a 792 slugging percentage. The average last year was 418. He almost has double it right now. So that is just – he's a sex god. He's the, epi- he's the epitome – of hot boy, chunk boy, summer. We can go um, that far. Yeah, absolutely. And I, 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 I miss him. I miss him yeah. so much. The Cubs. Dude, seriously, like that is actually a crazy stat too. Like that guy is, wow. I, He's awesome. Are they going to test him for BDs, do you think? Absolutely. Same with Shohei for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, they're definitely going to test them, but yeah. I mean, it's I – mean, I, I, I don't think – I think they're fine, you know what I mean? I just think they're on a tear. Yeah, honestly, we had this conversation last week. Let's just let's just allow it to happen again, right? <laughs> so, I'm all for it. I mean, you know. but in the state of the MLB right now, if yeah. you're a player and you take that type of risk, like you got to know that the chances of you getting caught is just insanely high. Unless yeah. you've discovered this like Delta variant <laughs> that just <laughs> like Freud. that no one knows what it is yet and you can just hide it in your bloodstream, whatever, and shove it up your ass, then it just gives you, like, insane super strength. <laughs> and um, about, like, 20. Exactly. You're just Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. um, but no, dude, it's – these guys have been 
the reason why baseball has just been so electric recently. Mm-hmm. Baseball is so back. It's, it's peaking so back. at it's like the best too. time right now. Yeah. Midsummer, like it's awesome. Absolutely. All right, Brennan. So while we're looking at the positives of baseball, I guess this would be a positive for us. <laughs> uh, so the Seattle Mariners pitcher, so Hector Santiago. So he was actually ejected from Sunday's game against the White Sox. And because of the sticky substance, right, something that we've been making a really big deal about, um, at least on our show, because this is like the fourth episode that we've talked about it. Uh, it's, a so, bit, it's, a, it's kind of a big deal, you know what I mean? And, I mean, absolutely, it is. So, real quick, so it looks like the sticky stuff committee have their first case, right? <laughs> He's been caught red and sticky-handed. Yeah, now he will serve um, – He's going away for a long time. He's going away for a long time. <laughs> He's going to go to sticky jail or all the inmates are going to be sticky with each other. Yeah. Dude, did you, did you see when they, like, they confiscated his glove? Yeah, like, they put that. it in a bag like it was a murder weapon like they needed for evidence <laughs> and shipped taped, it off. They just tape evidence on it, too. Like, it, it was like crazy. Seal it. Yeah, that would be so funny. And, I mean, the funny thing is, like, like uh, Hector Santiago, like, he hasn't even been having, like, a – crazy good year it's yeah. like dude what are you doing like why are you risking it man i know i, well, I don't get them, it because i genuinely believe that there are people that actually think that they can get away with it like they think they're so slow and i'm not advocating they're probably trying to do it like in between like innings you know what i mean trying to yeah. guess which inning they're going to get tested and I definitely sound like a prosecutor right now, but there are definitely dudes out there that are like, oh, yeah, I can just take this in. No one's going to know. I'm like, well, the ump's going to know. The ump's going to know. They're going to see it on the ball. They're going to smell it. I'm sure this yeah. stuff has a smell to it that those guys are trained to be like, oh, yeah, hey, that doesn't smell right. Like, let's go take a look at this guy. Or if they're seeing emotion, because, like, people do so much involuntary stuff even when they're not trying to. So, for instance, you know, they're putting sticky stuff on there. And, you know, there's still emotion for it. Like, they can't just throw that into their normal routine without them, like, like slipping up somehow. Like, it, it's there, you know? I agree. Sorry, um, I just went on a tangent, but. No, dude. We, this is what we're here for, all right? Yeah. We're here to knock them. You know what I think they should do is, like, they should make Hector Santiago just stand in the middle of the pitcher's mound and Which everybody, like, all the players circle around the bases and just, like, throw a baseball as hard as they can. Oh, and that's his punishment. Oh, my God. Well, he's already suspended. But so here, real, real quick. So uh, the manager's manager, so Scott Surveys, said that the stickiness was likely due to a reaction between the rosin and sweat due to the heat and humidity during the plat. They're Ew. following the rule, he said. They can go and look at it. There's no sticky stuff in the glove. So what is he saying? It's like – He's plus. avoiding responsibility. It's like blister, like water. First of all, I don't even know what the hell, like, Rosen is. It's just that's the legal stuff that you're allowed to use that helps grip. Um, okay. But, like, the stuff that they are combining with the Rosen is what makes sweat, the sticky stuff. Wouldn't sweat make it more slick? Um, not sticky? I don't know, but combined with the Rosen, it, it might create kind of like a residue. I don't really know. I'm not a pitcher, so. Interesting. Yeah, but. Oh, I you know, just. I'm I'm reading what their uh, what the manager said, and right below it, it describes exactly what Rosen is. I was like, why didn't I just look at that before saying that? 
Because that's, that's like that powdery shit that we always yeah. see them like smacking on. Absolutely, yeah, I'm it's like what LeBron puts on his hands before he he like does that big jumps on the announcer's table and smacks his hand with Rosen. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and is that what or they just, have? Uh, actually, for, that like, probably is weightlifting powder. That it might be the same thing, or that could just be some fucking baby powder or some okay, shit. Okay, because I know, like you know, you want to do a little some curls or squats. You throw on some of that powder. Like there's like a like a little sponge of it almost. And just yeah, I use that. Yeah, yeah, I use it all the time. Yeah, Brennan uses it all the time because he's huge, guys. Just exactly. so you didn't know, Brennan is massive. Yeah, I'm huge. With his arms, his arms are really big. All right, Brennan. So let's go to some NFL tidbits here. So first of all, we got Devonte Adams ready to leave the Packers. Well. At least he's making us think he is. Yeah, it's uh, kind of cryptic the way he's he's talking about it. But he uh, he basically said because um, he he's an upcoming free agent next year. Yep. Um, so he said it, that it'd be a dream to play with Derek Carr again. Mm-hmm. Um, they played in college together, Fresno State. Um, but yeah, I, that is like some crep that's just like a cryptic message to say amidst all this Aaron Rodgers, uh, this whole ordeal that's just been going on. Yeah. It kind of makes you think, man, is, is, is this Roger? Is this another indicator that Aaron Rodgers is done for? He's done for. Well, if there's anything that's certain in this episode or in any episode, it's, we are mentioning Aaron Rodgers, and I am mentioning Ben Shapiro getting owned. Okay. Two least favorite guys. I know. I know. And my analysis of this is literally like a romantic drama. Uh, So here's, Mm -hmm. I'll explain exactly why. So it starts out with Derek Carr. It's a great relationship, but Devontae Adams is just the one that got away. He's in his Mm -hmm. quote was literally, but I'm a Packer now. He's playing under Aaron Rodgers. He's the toxic boyfriend for a toxic team. I was going to say he, he want he wanted to chase that hot piece of ass. Exactly, he wanted to chase he knows it, and it was toxic, and he knows what he missed. And now he wants to go back to that, and then they're going to have a scene in the rain where they kiss, and it's going to be great, and he's going to go back and be a Raider again at some point, probably when his uh, free agency's there. I you just thought got, about this a lot. No, I that that was something that just came off the top of my head, but I did watch the notebook recently, so oh, that'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> so that's literally the plot of exactly what you just said. So. No, because Rachel McAdams' husband after uh, – Oh, well, you're right. She doesn't she get – She wasn't in, like, a toxic – If anything, she was in a toxic relationship with Brian Gosling. You're right. You are right. But, um, but no, I think uh, that will make me love Devontae Adams. I already like him because he's a beast. He's one of the best yeah. wide receivers he's um, in the NFL. But if he – goes to the Raiders instead of the Packers, man, or instead of staying with the Packers. Then I'll have to hate him because I see the Raiders twice a year. You're right. You're right. Um, I, I love it, dude. I mean, dude, Devontae Adams was a late second rounder in 2014. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Derek Carr was early second round. They were both second yeah. round picks. And I can't believe it. Dude, sometimes, like, because those draft things, I wouldn't say it's all politics, but it's literally just perception of what they see, like within it's their you know, last year in college, or if they're just watching through their college career, or, like how they do, like otherwise, and then they turn out to be insane players. Like I will say this: Kareem Hunt came from Toledo, right? Yeah. So I'm just saying, like a lot of these guys don't really get the recognition that they deserve off a couple of things, even though they are great. I'm not <laughs> saying Kareem Hunt's a good person because of that shit that he pulled, but um, you know, I'm just saying talent and skill sometimes is overlooked and you know especially guys that you know start off in the second round when they get drafted and then they become starters not very long after that like, yeah 
the guys really do know how to prove themselves in situations like this. And it's something that's cool to see. Like you, you like to see that kind of stuff too. And that's what the NFL is also good at doing. It's also like the whole college thing is like, they probably look at, you know, Fresno state, which is like, I don't even know the conference. It's probably like the mountain mountain West conference or some shit, but like, that's not a, a powerhouse conference by any means. So obviously this, the quarterbacks tend to stand out. So like when you got a guy like a skill player, Derek Carr, that's showing out. Um, then like you see who he's throwing to, and that probably gets, you know, Devontae Adams, a lot of looks. So if it probably wasn't for Derek Carr, I mean, who's to say Devontae Adams wouldn't have even gotten drafted. So I'm sure that's, that's why that, um, you know, he wants to go play with Derek Carr again. I'm sure they kind of share that same kind of camaraderie where, you know, they probably feel like they kind of got drafted because of the other, you know what I mean? Cause they both yeah. just helped each other out so much in college. So that tandem would be awesome to see again. Would you say that Derek Carr is single-handedly keeping the Raiders alive right now? See, I was having, relevant? I was having this conversation with a buddy of mine and he was saying, he's like, Derek Carr is the most overrated yet underrated quarterback in the league. And I was just like, had to think about it for a second. I was like, it's kind of true. I was like, there's no other quarterback like I can compare him to. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't like I always like, should I compare him to Jared Goff? And I was like, no, I, I don't see really any underrated aspects in Jared Goff. Or should I uh, compare him to Carson Wentz? And I was just like, mm, I think he's pretty fairly rated right now. You know what I mean? So yeah. I have no idea. Maybe Matt Stafford, but I think Matt Stafford's mostly just underrated. Or uh, um, Matt Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is just old at this point, so <laughs> yeah. it's hard to compare him to Derek Carr. But I don't know, dude. It, I just think it would be awesome. Um, all this football talks got me hyped up, though. So should we uh, should we transition into yeah. our little little NFL segment? Me and Jacob are gonna go we got through two more months, man. We literally have like two months from today. So I know I'm getting I'm getting just like horny thinking about it. Oh. Wow. Um, Sorry. Okay. Um, right. But so what me and Jacob are going to do, we're going to go through the eight divisions um, in football, uh, NFC and the AFC, and go through each specific um, and say who we think is going to come out on top, who's going to be the winner, and who's going to be the loser of each division. So, Jacob, let's, uh, let's start with the AFC. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go AFC East. AFC East. Who, who do you think is going to come out on top of the AFC East for next year? That's a pretty obvious choice, and I would definitely say the Buffalo Bills. Um, yep. I mean, you'd be kind of a fool not to even think about that. I mean, Josh Allen is an insanely good quarterback, and he's kind of getting into his start. Like, he's he's getting into his – like He kick-started his, his prime real, exactly. real early. Exactly. So, so I, I would I would very much agree with you. Yeah, and so I mean, and they've just they've done a lot to you know work on that team as well. So I just they they literally made it to the AFC Championship last year. Yep, I think they can do it again. Absolutely, I think they are going to be a recurring guest in the AFC Championship for well a fairly long time. I think I think they will be a regular in that, or it's, if not close, yeah, for a long time. If Josh Allen keeps running that team the way he is, I think they're going to be looking at more and more appearance. Like at least getting past the divisional round of playoffs. Oh well, if they if they do it well enough, build around 
if they build around Josh Allen well enough, that's Should, a Super Bowl caliber team any year. Don't you mean circle around? Oh, you're right. See what I you're did right. there? Right. I get it. I get so, it. So for sure. But as my uh, as far as my my least confident team in the AFC East, um, I'm going to go with either the Patriots or the Dolphins. Yeah, so that's a, that's kind of a tie tiebreaker. And if I had to be realistic about it, probably the Dolphins. Really? Yeah. Just because who- I think Belichick and Mac Jones could work pretty well together. I, I'm genuinely curious, as much as I hate the Patriots with everything. You think the Jets are going to be better than both of those teams? I forgot about the Jets for a second. <laughs> I see. I think but the Jets are heading twist, in the right. Yeah. I think the Jets are heading in the right direction. Yeah. But you know, Miami's a weird team. I think that they still have some figuring out to do, but I think they're close. Well, how um, well do you think Zach Wilson's going to do this year? See, I I think he's going to have the toughest time um, adjusting to the NFL than almost every other quarterback. I think. You think he'll be a bust? I don't necessarily think he'll be a bust. <sighs> I don't know, dude. Okay, but we'll still what, go what ahead. Pick did, what pick did he go? Did he go number two? Yeah, he went number two. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I actually – I think I've said this in the past. I'm not a huge believer in him. So I will say I think he is going to be just like objectively speaking for where he was drafted. I think he'll be a bust for sure. You think he'll be kind of this year's Tua? That's a very good comparison. But yeah. Tua was – I don't remember where he was drafted. He was drafted top Miami. 15, wasn't he? Well, I know he I Oh, know yeah, he yeah. He was two top 15 for sure. Yeah, he wasn't as high. But yeah. I could see him being like a Mitch type of guy, you know? No, that would uh, make sense too. Okay. Very average, but like – you know, all the guys, like you got the uh, Trey Lance, uh, Justin yeah. Fields drafted after him. So I could see it being that exact situation again. Um, so that's why I picked the Jets as my last team. I think the Patriots, good coach. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Because, um, yeah, my bad. Because I had completely, I'm not going to lie, I, I, could, I had completely forgotten about the Jets in that aspect. Because they were no, so irrelevant good. last year. We just loved them. So irrelevant. So shitty. All right. Uh, what's our next division? Let's uh let's let's go AFC West and I'll okay. let you handle this one. Yeah, so obviously speaking, uh I mean, I, all, all biases aside, Chiefs are going to be number 1. They're going to be in the AFC Championship next year, and I'm not this is not me exaggerating. Yeah. Like, first of all, they're retaining almost their entire team from last year and they completely replaced their offensive line for the most part as well, which yep. was their number 1 issue. So, I'm just saying like the Chiefs are going to be dominating the AFC West for sure, and most likely the AFC altogether. Um, I would like to see them in the Super Bowl again, obviously for my own sake, but I definitely see. I, I could. I think we're going to see a year of repeats as far as like kind of Buffalo and KC in the AFC Championship, and then uh, the Bucks. And I'll actually, uh, I won't. I'll get to this when we do NFC, but um, yeah. but yeah. So I definitely see the Chiefs being the best. Yeah, and uh, I agree with you. So I won't even go too far into that. But I'll say what who my loser is and then you can just kind of let me know how uh it resonates with you but this one was tough for me because you know i'm gonna say broncos but that's because their qb situation is brutal yeah but i think their defense is going to be one of the maybe the best in their division in your guys's division i think their defense is really good um raiders would be kind of my second pick because their defense is the opposite 
horrible, but their offense, as we've seen, can compete to the likes of the Chiefs' offense. So, yeah. um, but the Chargers, I like as an underdog, um, well, wild card team for sure. And for, as far as the Chargers, it all depends on who stays healthy. Yeah, if Justin Herbert can retain that whole offense and keep those guys on the field, because he's learned from if, his rookie, and year. you know, you got Nick Bosa or yeah. uh, Joey Bosa, Joey Bosa, and and Nick they Bosa had like, yeah. And they, they had so many injuries in their secondary last year. Exactly. So um, I think they had like Desmond Trufant, I'm pretty sure. I think he's on the Chargers. He was out, um, had another safety that was out. I forget their safety's name. Just sort of, he, he's like an all-pro caliber guy. Um, but, you know, the Chargers bring in a guy at head coach, Brandon Staley, old Bears linebacker coach, by the way. But mm-hmm. he's, he's coached the Rams – uh, defense, they've been awesome these past few years. And, I, I, you know, I just think the dude has a long career ahead of him in the NFL. So I, uh, I think the Chargers are going to be a, possibly a wild card team in the AFC. I, I like them a lot. If, I can if see that as well. That's all if Justin Herbert, you know, makes Is that next, next step jump. Absolutely. All right, so let's do the AFC South next real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, uh, let's my, do it. Yes, my winner prediction for this one is definitely the Colts. Really? Well, because look, look at the competition. So I, I do think the Colts could beat the Titans in that matchup. And then your competition is the Jaguars and the Texans. Yeah. And I know the Jags just picked up Trevor Lawrence, but here's the thing, though, dude. Like, that is a completely different environment that he's going to be used to playing in. I do not think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be good this year. I think no. they, might be, they might go positive, maybe. They might even no. go 500. No. no. No chance. No chance? Okay. No. Well, and it also just depends on Urban Myers first year as a head coach as well. But do you think that the Jaguars will be worse than the Texans? That's a good question. This is what well, this is a I Texans mean, team without Deshaun Watson, by exactly, the way. and and possibly, yeah, and without JJ Watt as well, too. and Philip Lindsay as <laughs> their quarterback, maybe. Yeah. So I okay, yeah, the the Jags are definitely not going to be the worst. I think that the Texans are clear are the clear loser here. Um, yeah, just um, but team I have gone to hell. Yeah, I agree. I think the Texans are might. You know, them and, like, the Detroit Lions are probably going to be uh, fighting for who gets the number one overall pick next year. Yeah. But um, I think the Titans are going are gonna to be on top of that division mm-hmm. um, just because I think the Julio Jones trade, I think that uh, it changes everything. That offense has now just, like, gone from, like, a, an eight to, like, a ten pretty much. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, you have Derrick Henry. You've got a good offensive line. Uh, I think what's his face? Tannehill. I think he's a serviceable quarterback. Um, all he's got to do is throw to two of the like top 15 wide receivers in the league and hand it off to Derrick Henry. So, um, you know, their, their defense is a little iffy, but they added uh, that one Steelers guy. Uh, had a crazy year last year, but got injured. Bud Dupree added him, drafted a couple – uh, pretty good, like rookie defenders. They mm-hmm. got uh, that Caleb Farley guy, so I think I think they're gonna be good. I think, uh, but I, I like your pick too. You well, know? and because the main reason I even brought up the Colts was because of how they played against the Bills. Yeah, like, but I mean, I just don't strongly believe in Wentz yet. I just got to see more from him before I I can you know side with any Colts uh, positivity. Absolutely. And I'm not even that big of a fan of the Colts because they're the only, they're one of the only other AFC teams that can beat uh, the chiefs in the regular season. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, so let's move on to the AFC North then. Um, obviously Browns, right. That's the obvious choice here for number one. 
Yep, that's who I chose. Close second, Ravens, but the Browns just have like one of the more loaded rosters in the Absolutely. whole league. And Baker so. Mayfield is finally taking advantage of it. Yeah. Last you know, year it was cool was, to see him actually step into that offense and command it. Exactly. Last year was one of the most like that divisional round game, first of all, gave me a heart attack. I had COVID watching the Chiefs almost lose. And, <laughs> like, first that was bit. a crazy game. Kevin Stefanski, game, yeah. uh, I think Kevin Stefanski's got got to be glad he got that one out before like his career with the Browns like is a long one. Yeah. So, um, and now he's learned from his mistakes in that that playoff game, coaching wise. So, hey, next year, I, if I'm the Chiefs, we'll I don't want to go up against that Browns team again. You know what I mean? Just the recipe that they have on their offense and their at scheme in, is is something that's completely different for the Chiefs. So. At least in a game that matters, I would not want to go against them. The AFC is so crazy, dude. I mean, it that is. division in itself. I mean, you got a team like the Browns and a team like the Ravens, who like offensively they've kind of got the same like run heavy concept, but they're just so so different. It, ah, dude, yeah. I don't I don't I don't know how NFL coaches do it, man, because I well, would not know how to plan for either of them for sure and then the Bengals are getting the healthy joe burrow back as well shall we uh and then yeah, that's got true. first round running back as well i i think i honestly i think the steelers are going to be the loser of the afc north i think they are too i think i mean i think this might be ben roethlisberger's last year in the nfl as well it, it should be he was he had actually that that's i shouldn't say that because he was actually having a good year statistically yeah um but I mean, the dude as a person, 39. yeah, I know you don't like him. Yeah, I don't and like him. He's, he's also he's thirty nine. Um, they have no offensive line, literally, mm-hmm. so bad. And then they drafted Najee Harris in the first round. So I don't know what their plan is. I don't know what they think they're gonna do. I don't um, know either. Big Ben's. I don't like him. He's do I. So. <laughs> yeah, you don't like him because he's thirty nine. I just don't like him. Yeah, he's 39. Yeah, Brennan likes specifically the, hates 39-year-olds. He likes women that are 14 years or 24 is, years younger than him. That is also that is also an absolute and correct objective statement. All right, let's go ahead and get to the NFC real quick. Um, let's just go in order again. Let's start with the NFC East. Who are you picking? Okay. Uh, I am picking the Washington football team. Okay. I, I don't think that's a – That's not an exact – I don't like, think it's a, it's a risky a pick. It's not. I think I, I was close to choosing the Eagles because yeah. I actually – I think the Eagles are going to be sneaky. Um, they've got actually a really good roster. I like their defense. Uh, but I don't know, dude. I look at this Washington football team. Their defense is crazy. Absolutely. They, they, they actually – like they have one of the more complete rosters in, in the entire league. Nothing yeah. flashy. Nothing super flashy. But it just works so well that I don't know. I just see it. I see them being – that what were they eight eight and eight last year? Yes, which is crazy. I think they're they're gonna. That's I think they the have double seasons. digit wins. Yeah. I think they're gonna have double digit wins this year I for guess, sure. They're definitely going positive. I will say that. Um, and then did you also have the uh, Cowboys as as losers? No, I didn't. Or do you have the Giants? I had the Giants. Okay. See, I think I'm I'm feeling a good year from Dak Prescott. I'm I don't like the Cowboys themselves, but I do like Dak. And I felt horrible when he got injured last year. I don't – like, the only way you couldn't have felt horrible is if you literally do not have a soul. Like, that is the only way that you cannot have felt terrible about that. Yeah. Or if you were Andy Dalton. But, uh, like – Yeah, exactly. Yeah, honestly, I'm rooting for Dak, too, just in a way, just because, you know, he's a likable guy. Same reason I was rooting for Alex Smith last year. Exactly. Uh, 
So Dak's still young too. I think he's got a he's got some good years ahead of him. Absolutely. I don't think he's I don't think he's hit his best yet. So, but yeah, the Giants they suck. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley, I'll be happy to see him back playing, but there's only so much that guy can do. I hope they don't overwork him again. Um, because I could see the same thing happening in his career, just going to the shitter. So uh, get Saquon some help. That's all I'll say. Absolutely. All right. Let's head up that NFC West. Um, So obviously the best team in the NFC West, in my opinion, is going to be the 49ers. It's fair. They're going to be. I think Kyle Shanahan's got a plan, my friend. He's got a plan. If they're healthy, they're they're dangerous. I will say this. If that entire unit is healthy this year, my God, they're going to be a menace in the NFC. Yeah. Um, so my pick, I mean, this was this is like the ultimate toss-up of a division. Um, but my pick to win it was actually the Rams. Really? With Matt Stafford? Yeah. yeah. See, last year I mistakenly, even though it wasn't, I, I still like will back it up. I chose Matt Stafford to be my sneaky MVP pick. Mm-hmm. And obviously the Lions had an all-time horrible year, just horrible coaching and everything. So um, that was a swing and a miss. I think on a actually well-coached team with much better offensive line, much better offensive pieces, I think Matt Stafford could easily have an MVP caliber season. And he's going to be my pick again to win it because I think he has a, I think he has an MVP season in him still. So that's why I'm choosing the Rams because just because I think this move from quarterback uh, from Jared Goff, I think it is going to be very beneficial to them. Um, But if the 49ers are healthy, I mean, that's another thing. Russ is going to be motivated and pissed from the off season. So it's like he could easily win the MVP as well. So I don't um, think the Seahawks are going to suck this year either. No, absolutely not. The actual unfortunate loser that I had was the, was the Cardinals. Yeah. Because I just look at all these other teams, and it's like, I love Kyler Murray, but if the 49ers are healthy and all those other factors, like I'm not sure if I trust Kingsbury to get me out of there yet. For you know? sure. Yeah, they haven't it, shown that they can close out big games. Yeah. So, And the entire NFC West, in my own opinion, they're stacked. Like, it's crazy. Not, it's a crazy division. I wouldn't even call the Cardinals a bad team this year. No, absolutely not. So, and it's just statistically speaking, and like this is our own predictions, obviously. This is all subjective. But, like, I genuinely think that yeah, the only reason the Cardinals are the losers in this scenario is because of how blatantly stacked the rest of the division is. It's crazy. And I'm, if, if you were at all skeptical with Jimmy G as the 49ers quarterback, mm-hmm. now they've got Trey Lance. So, it's like – and now there's just constantly new quarterbacks coming in. Like one leaves, another comes in. That's okay. even better. You got Matt Stafford in there now. I mean, oh my God, dude. Jimmy Garoppolo is still alive. Kyle Shanahan did not, in fact, put a hit out on him. <laughs> I remember us talking about oh, that. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about that, too. That was, that was, that that was, was the last funny. time I heard Jimmy G's name. All right, yeah. let's go ahead and get to the um, NFC South then. Yeah. So, obviously, the best team is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? By far. This is one of the more lopsided no divisions. Absolutely. Like, um, this is ahead. probably going to – okay, realistically speaking, I will say this. Tom Brady, this is most likely going to be his last year, whether he wins or not. <laughs> Dude, I don't because know. Because I, I think I he keep was going saying for eight. That. 
I know. I keep saying it to you, and I want him to retire so bad, right? I know you do. of my existence. I he is, and it's him. awesome. I respect him so much, but him moving God, to him I moving to the him. NFC and then also killing you is just classic. I know, so funny. I know. I, yeah, I don't think was... we realize how funny it is. Honestly. Well, we talked about it. I actually was a bit of a sport that night because one, I was at my girlfriend's apartment, so like obviously I couldn't go just total rampage. Let's relive it again. Get arrested, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely thrilled. I. I have to say that the Bucks are going to be the best team in the NFC this year. I have to say it. Yeah. And no, uh, as, much as, it kill, as much as it kills me, I'm a professional person. Yeah. So I will say that. As who, far as worst. Uh, who do you think is uh, – yeah, who do you think is going to be the worst, the loser? I'm kind of in a toss-up between the Saints and the Panthers. What do you think about that? See, I actually think it's going to be the Falcons. You think it's going to be the Falcons. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, they just refuse to rebuild or tank – despite so many reasons they should. They're still rolling with Matt Ryan. Mike Davis is their RB1. I just, like, their defense, I don't think, is going to be good at all. I just put for, like, a minute straight. They're stuck in, between, in the past like, all those time. Wins. I know. I noticed, and I'm not cutting that out. But I, do notice <laughs> I did notice that the Falcons are kind of stuck in, like, um, what's that movie called? Back to the Future? No, <laughs> Land of the Lost. The Falcons are uh, the land of the lost. That like, movie time, literally sucks, so that's a good analogy. Exactly, and just time doesn't continue there. So that's, yeah, no, you know, I mean, I've I, like you said, the Saints, their QB situation is murky, but like, like you got yeah, murky. <laughs> but they they, I mean, I trust Sean Payton as a coach. Like he's one of the best coaches in the NFL currently. I agree. So I wholeheartedly um, agree. So I think he'll make do. You know, Panthers are a little sus with Dalton. But I think I really like the Panthers' defense. And, you know, I think Matt Rule, he's a good coach as well. The Panthers' um, defense is their only redeemable quality at this point. Dude, and I think their defense just got a whole lot better. So I'm excited to see them play. I actually, I'm, a, I'm kind of excited to watch Dal- or, uh, Darnold, sorry. Um, Darnold uh, at the helm of, I don't know why it was like so hard for me to say. DA, DA, yeah, DA. There's like Dalton, yeah. Darnold. I don't even know Stafford. Stafford. (laughs) So many weird, just like I don't know. But yeah, I think Bucks for sure. The rest of it's just going to be kind of a shit show. But I'll I'll say Falcons will be like the lowest of shit. So (laughs) they're going to be the 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 brownest. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and close her off with uh, your division here. We'll close off the segment with the NFC North. Brennan, I'll let you take this handle since you let let me take mine. So, I mean. You guessed it. I'm choosing the Chicago Bears, but there is a catch. And this all depends on if number 12 of the Green Bay Packers is, uh, is returning. So with, without Aaron Rodgers in our division, I truly think it's up for grabs. Um, I love how it's Viking, Yeah. So, I mean, the Vikings defense isn't anywhere near the Bears caliber. Um, and I'm still not all in on Kirk, you know. I think he'll, uh, he'll make do because he gets to lean on Dalvin Cook, like the, mm-hmm. one of the best, arguably the best running back in the league. I mean, you can make a case for a couple guys. Right. But, you know, I don't know. The team just doesn't, like, strike me as a winner. So, I think the Bears are going to come out firing. You know, no Aaron Rodgers, no problem. I think that uh, – oh, yeah, the losers, the Lions, of course. They're going to be horrible. Jared Goff's going to have a rough year. He's going to – it's – I feel bad for him. But I think the Bears could definitely pull it off if uh, if some things just go their way. And if they start – 
Justin Fields sooner rather than later. So yeah, absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll keep it at that. I'll keep it short and sweet. I got a question for you though. So did the, did the lions, cause I haven't really looked into this yet specifically. Did the lions find like an official replacement for Matt Patricia? Yeah. So is it, it's Dan Campbell. Okay. I believe and I, I do not believe in Dan Campbell in the slightest. Yeah. Right. He was a guy who's like said like that he, wants his like team to like bite the other team's kneecap <laughs> like he's just like a freak he's just crazy an actual so, psychopath yeah i think uh jared goff is gonna be like what the hell yeah and, he's uh, probably gonna want to leave gonna be, uh, yeah after hanging out with sean mcveigh for so long and chilling in socal it's like oh, is it wow. like the same age i'm in detroit now with this freak ass dude like, absolutely it, it's not going to be pretty for the, the, the Lions. So. For sure. And so, folks, as far as the segment goes, this is all subjective in me and Brandon's opinion that are definitely, you know, subject to change. Um, and, but they're right. The, they are right for the most part, I would say. Uh, you know, we got two months left for the season. We'll see how the rest of this offseason goes, and we'll see how that season starts off. Brandon and I are definitely doing some fantasy football this year. Whether, whether or not we're in the same league. We're, I, I've been out of the game for a couple of years now. Um, I need to get. I'm, I'm at the top of my game, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm making a comeback, so I can like have bragging rights over Brennan, and we'll definitely yeah. get into sports betting too. All right, but Brennan, yeah. let's do our lottery. Yeah, let's close it off. Ending segment: What me and Jacob would buy if we won the lottery. So we're talking like Super Bowl here. All right, right. we're talking like 500 mil plus. Okay, Jacob, what would you buy? All right. So first of all. <clears throat> At a time like this, in these days, I would invest half of that 500. Oh, my God. Get out of here. You're that guy at the bar. You're the guy at the bar. Biotechnology. And Oh, uh, you invested in Ethereum? Yes. So pharmaceutical technology and social media. Those are the stocks that I'd be throwing half that in there. I literally hate you right now. I know, and you should. And then the other half, so that 250 mil that I'd be keeping right there. Obviously, your boy would pay off his student loans. Uh, and on top of that, give my folks the remodel another house that they deserve. And well, that's very, give very my nice of you. Oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm a genuine person. My, like, literally my why every morning. Bring the most amount of value to the most amount of people. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And my family raised me up. They brought me here today. They're, they're both 100% the reason I'm here. So, and at, with any leftover stuff, um, you know, buy a house, buy a car, that kind of stuff. And I just yeah. can't keep the rest of my savings account. Yeah, it's fair. Maybe a Roth IRA. Maybe put that towards that. Dude, you're I'm so saving up for my later years, Brennan. I want so to lame. be responsible about it. And I don't want to be able to touch that shit until I'm 50, 59 years old. All right. Well, I would buy a private island somewhere, probably in like the Virgin Islands. Um, you know, only accessible by boat. Epstein uh, 2.0. I would have a lot of high-profile people come and visit me. Um, no one could talk, and I would keep a flight log of who. Oh wait, sorry. Um, no, um, no. So I would, I would actually. I, I mean, if we're being realistic, I would probably do a lot of the things you said, but I'm not a nerd. Um, so, <laughs> but. You know, I would. You're gonna regret those words. I would buy like there. a beach house or a yacht. I think. Oh yeah. Because it would just be so cool. I would. I would just live in a yacht. Just throw like giant bangers. It's like Gatsby bangers on my yacht. <laughs> um, 
Or I would buy a monkey, like an exotic monkey. Like Na- Justin Bieber. And, yeah, but I would take care of him. I wouldn't like name him <laughs> abandon him in Germany. Germany yeah. <laughs> but I, I would probably I would name him Caesar. Um, teach him English. Have him. Uh, Why not Dexter, bro? Take him over. Take over the world. What is that, Dexter? Is that from Ace Ventura? No, it's from Night at the Museum. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, if I can recant my statement, I'm sorry, I didn't know if you were done or not. If I can recant mine, I would buy a beach house in Malibu, oh. and I would save all of that other money for just income and property taxes. Um, and then You're I would literally every single cent for that. Exactly, I would relive every scene of Baywatch, the movie with Dwayne Johnson and Zach. Gilbert. I would just pay for all the every plastic day. surgery I could get to make myself just jacked and hot. Become and then- Zach Efron. <laughs> And just become Vin Diesel and Absolutely. just live out, star in the next like t- 10, 15 years once Vin Diesel passes away. In well, you could, odd well, fashion. Well, you could speed that up and just take over him yourself, just assimilate into his. That's you true. Know. You could honestly even pay Elon Musk to do like, have you seen that James Bond movie, Dying Another Day? Yeah, when they you know, like, like the they switch consciences and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you could do that with Vin Diesel. Like you pay Elon Musk. Be like, he's probably like, oh yeah, I know how to do that shit. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like that sounds fun. And then that like, gives that actually fun. gives me a great idea. I would pay the world's like best scientists to just like turn me into Spider Man. Just <laughs> just turn me into a superhero. Give me some <laughs> type of power. Yeah, Brennan loves shooting webs yeah. <laughs> and crawling on sticky stuff you know sticky stuff yeah. but actually i don't know how cheap an nfl franchise is but it's not you're paying probably at least two at bill. least wait what like two billion two bill i don't know about two bill i was gonna say at least 500 mil no way i take that back i now i just realized like players are getting paid that i was gonna say even like a team like the yeah, you, you probably Jags or like the Bengals or something well i'll tell you what you finance half that from a bank, Brennan, and then you put that other money towards that. And then, By the time you're oh. 70 years old, you can buy the Cincinnati Bengals. Exactly. Brennan Merkel is going to be the next Jerry Jones, and I'm looking there forward to it. What win the lottery? Go. It's not a tax on stupid people like the uninitiated always say. I've done the lottery a couple of times, but um, or scratch tickets. Is there a difference? I don't know. But don't know. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, that, that's all I really had. Um, Really, I just would want – I would just love a monkey, honestly. You really would. And, I would um, love a monkey. I would probably need two – at least two, but probably three golden retrievers. Yeah, that, right? that's fair. The monkey could ride around on their backs. They could take turns. They could be all one happy family. Brennan and I will get a house exactly. together, and we can keep this podcast going until we're like 96 or <laughs> – until I'm like 74 and eventually pass Until away, we but. can afford to buy the Cincinnati Bengals franchise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, with our combined assets, I think we could. Um, but, yeah. All right, y'all. If we both win the lottery. <laughs> if we both win. If we both win and we invest that in biotech and social media and, um, you know, Keep watch of our assets. And Dogecoin. And Dogecoin, exactly. Dude, I that's actually a great idea. Like, literally, why not invest all that into some bullshit crypto that you know is going to take off just because, like, memers run that stuff now? Yeah, for real. But, like, that that would be, honestly be, like, the smartest move you can make at this point. Or just buy out GameStop. Um, okay, but, yeah, Brennan, unless you had any other further comments, criticisms, or concerns, that is our show, ladies and gents. Um, thanks for stopping by. Don't even don't even count on YouTube anymore. <laughs> they're gonna get up there at some point, but like just don't. No, they're not. Just don't. 
Well, I'm, I guess I can say it now. I'm between jobs at the moment. That is why Brennan said between jobs. I'm between jobs. No one's reached out. No one's complained asking for YouTube. It's fine. Well, I know you got to. Okay. All right. But yeah, anyways, we're still on social media. it out. Okay. Let me finish. (laughs) 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 So we're still on uh, Instagram at Spice Things Up Pod. And our email is still, um, I almost gave my, my personal email. Our email is still <laughs> spicing things up podcast at gmail.com. Email us if you have ideas about NFL segments still. We're looking forward to that. And um, we'll definitely still throw in the lines and stuff like that too for the fall. But yeah, other than that, see you folks next week. See you guys later. Bag up, bag up. Bag up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. Oh, Lord. Lord, please. Oh, Lord. Oh, Dave! What the what the what the